Hey, welcome to the new CNADHD podcast. I'm your host, Liz Lewis, and I don't want to produce another boring podcast. I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of living the ADHD life. And I definitely want to have a cocktail while I do it. So join me. Okay. So at the end of my little transitional episode with Jenny, I said that I was going to give you a back, some background info on me and how I got into the, I'm going to say the ADHD biz. So in order to explain where this is all coming from, I guess I have to back up a little bit. Um, I actually was diagnosed in 1991 with ADHD. And back then we were still calling it ADD. Um, I was, I was basically inattentive and I was diagnosed almost by accident because, um, my stepfather had died and my mom wanted to have my brother and I both checked out at the psychologist to make sure we were dealing with his death and everything else. And it was interesting because it happened right, right around the time I was entering sixth grade and, you know, in sixth grade middle school is when all of the, (laughs) the academic demands sort of increase. And so my stepfather died and I was, I was not struggling in school. I would say I was an average student, but my mom was an educator. She's actually a speech pathologist retired and she just, she wanted to have it checked out. So my brother and I both went and had evaluations. I was young, like I don't remember the process, but I do remember the diagnosis. And if you ask my mom today, she would tell you that she was very surprised. She thought that I was just maybe depressed about my stepfather dying and that's what was going on. But <laughs> once we got the diagnosis, she she saw it coming, I think, more with my brother. But with me, she was she was just kind of surprised. And in you know, in 1991, I was lucky I had good doctors here, but I don't want to, I don't want to say that we knew as much. We just, we just didn't in 1991. So I was sent to a child psychiatrist. Um, and I don't want to say his name because he's still in practice and he's actually a great guy. And he's now in charge of like pediatric psychiatry or whatever in my area. But I went to see him and I have very good memories of that. I took medication. Basically, I was put on medication. I did see the therapist a couple of times. I don't think we went regularly, whereas now I think we tell newly diagnosed patients to see a therapist. Um, But I was put on basically, uh, I think it was just immediate release Ritalin because I'm not sure we had even developed the extended release formulations at that point. I took that through middle school. And I would say it worked for me. The Ritalin itself worked, um, but I took a a whole list of antidepressants that didn't work so well. And I actually think that, you know, knowing what I know now, um, probably taking all those medications and switching medications, all that was, was probably part of the problem. But I continued on ADHD medications and some antidepressant medication through like, I'm going to say 1999 to 2000. I was still taking it when I went to college in 1997. And I will be the first to admit that I probably would not have graduated from college without it. Um, I mean, I might have, I don't know, but, um, the thing that was, that was nice about the, the Ritalin was that I could take it 
when I needed it. Like I could take it if I knew I had a term paper due and I'd been procrastinating. So I could take it and get that term paper done and do it well, actually. I was, you know, I was one of those people, I think I was a little bit of a, an adrenaline junkie in college. Like I would wait until two days before a major paper was due. And then I would take the Ritalin, go to the library. This was back in the day when we did things old school in the library. I would go to the library, get all my sources together, make a thousand note cards and write a paper. (laughs) And um, it worked. I don't know if it worked well, but it worked. I graduated. And in my 20s, I kind of thought, oh, you know, I don't need this medication stuff anymore. I weaned myself at the time I was taking Paxil. I weaned myself off of Paxil, which was horrible. I don't even want to talk about that. Um, And then I just stopped. I just stopped taking the Ritalin. And I I would say that I was okay in my 20s without it. There were definitely moments when I was like, oh, that's what I took the Ritalin for. You know, when I was bored at work or um, struggling to even keep my little condo apartment clean. Um, Yeah, there were definitely times when I knew that the ADHD was a factor, but I chose to... I chose to not treat it. And um, I also, I will say a lot of us, when we are not medicated, but we're aware of our diagnosis, some of us are really good at developing uh, what they call compensatory strategies. I did. (laughs) I had lots of really um, crazy systems and structures to keep myself together, at least to hide it enough from the outside world that most of my employers, um, I had one, two, I've had three employers in my lifetime. And I, one of them knew, I believe I revealed it to one, but the other two did not. And I, I think, I think personally, I hit it pretty well. And when I started my website in 2015, some of my colleagues and people that had known me for years said, oh, wow, I never knew you had ADHD. What is going on with my phone here? Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I think that's actually really common. Some of us that we go through these periods where we're like, we're gonna, I'm gonna control this on my own. I don't need to see therapists. I don't need to take medication. I'm all good. And I did that. Um, and I was okay. <laughs> but I'll tell you that the bottom really dropped out after my son was born. And I had to my my child was is very high needs <laughs> to this day, and it was hard. For the first time, I I literally had to look at myself in the mirror and say, wow you you can't fake this. Like you're going to have to deal with this ADHD thing. And that was how I started the website. Um, that's what I started as a blogger. Um, some people know, I, I actually have what's considered to be a medium-sized website. It's called A Dose of Healthy Distraction, ADHD. Um, I worked really hard actually, and I researched and I I spent money educating myself, re-educating myself about ADHD because I knew there was something in my gut that told me there were other people out there, women um, and moms, that wanted the information because I can't be the only one that was diagnosed, you know, in the 90s who's been living with this and maybe hiding it. And I just wanted to show that it's a lifestyle thing. You can have a great life. You can manage all the things and you don't have to be ashamed. And as soon as you accept what is, life gets so much better. Okay, I just went off on a tangent. So anyway, I went to town on it. Like I built a website and hired a web designer and spent three years. And I now have over 200 pieces of content on that website. I'm proud of it. Um, I'm proud that I stuck to something. I don't think, I think that website might be the only thing in my life I've ever stuck to. 
Um, talk about hyper-focus. I've never done that before. Um, as, as I, as I continued on this, you know, self-help and self-education sort of journey, I had the opportunity to, um, go to the ADA Chad conference two years in a row. I went 2017, 2018. I started a small group support. Um, it's called ADHD coaching corner. I was encouraged by Jenny to do that. And, um, it's been one of the most rewarding and best experiences like ever just working with this small group of women. And it's so, it's such a simple concept. I just, I create the space four times a week. We have set meeting times. If you want to come and talk or vent or ask for support, you do. If you just want to come and work on a project and listen to us in the background, we have work hours for that. And, um, it's just, it's so simple, but it's so beautiful and we coach each other through all the hard things. I should do a whole episode just on my coaching corner group. But anyway, that's how I started as a blogger. And then I started forming small support groups. And um, I, I mean, I love what I do. And then just within the last year, I have started meeting with individuals. And I hesitated for a long time to call myself a coach because in my mind, you shouldn't use the word coach unless you went to the ADCA program, which I highly recommend. I've heard, I know ADCA coaches and I met, I got to meet David Gork once, like shake his hand. Um, and I would, if I had some money laying around, I would totally do it. Um, but this is the other thing. I also know that I've done the work. <laughs> like I've done all the work and I would do it again in ADCA, but I've done all the work. And the people that work with me will tell you that, um, I've done my due diligence and I am great at supporting other people. And I just started doing that in the last year. I developed my own emotional management program. Um, it's called Feel Better Fast. I'll talk about that in another episode. But honestly, um, I built this whole platform and I love, I love working with individuals. That's where my heart is. I love small group support. And I also love producing free content. I love spreading information and inspiration and doing it in an accessible way. And it's, it is like the heart of me. You can do anything. I mean, if I could do it and I'm no genius, I am not special. You can do all these things. You can make your life better. You can change the way you think. You can change your self-talk and become the person you, you always pictured in your head. And that is what this is about, the podcast, the website, the coaching I do with clients, that's what it's about. So I don't know if that answers people's questions about me, where I came from. I didn't completely come out of nowhere. <laughs> this is a passion of mine. And um, I hope you'll stick around. I think we have good stuff coming. I'm reaching out. I'm, I'm being bold. I'm reaching out to some experts and some friends. And uh, I'm hoping to get some good guests. And I'm hoping to provide some real value here. Okay. That was my very first independent episode for questions, comments, hate mail, or just information about the services and support that I provide. Email me at healthyadhd at gmail.com. And remember, we are stronger together. Yeah. Yeah.